You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. If you've seen The Lady and the Tramp, you'll know that bringing a bub home for the first time where you have a family dog can be a tricky task, particularly if it's your first child. Laura Viseritis is a dog behaviorist and author of the book, Dognitive Therapy. And she joins us today to talk about how to make your home with pup and bub a happy one. Hi, Laura. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. I'm great. So why do dogs potentially act out when a baby comes home? Well, I think from a dog's perspective, bringing home a a new family member without perhaps sometimes any warning or any preparation or understanding, they can be a little bit put out because previously we have our fur babies and then we have the pregnancy (laughs) and the birth and we bring this new um, animal home, I suppose. It takes all the resources, takes all the attention. And for a dog, from their perspective, it can be a little bit stressful and and a little bit um, confusing for them. So it's really important that we create a really positive environment for our bub, but also for our dog as well. Before we get to how we can prepare the dog for bringing the baby home, are there any telltale signs that your dog is unhappy? A lot of the time people will say, well, there was no warning or I, I had no idea this could happen um, in terms of how dogs feel with children. And it's, it's very common that dogs feel a little bit nervous and, and anxious around uh, children. Um, but there are lots and lots of subtle signs like the tail between the legs, a little bit of white in the eye, just clearly um, moving away from the child. You know, these sorts of things we need to pick up on those little signs and, and give the dog space, give them an opportunity to get away if they need to and understand where they're coming from as well. So I think sort of when when we do hear all these 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 stories that are not so positive um, there are warnings and and dogs do try to communicate with us the best way they possibly can but we just need to start looking and watching and listening to them you're listening to kindling conversation and i'm speaking with laura viseritas who's a dog behaviorist and author of the book dognitive therapy and we're talking in particular about how you might bring a baby home when you've had a lifelong buddy or shall we say fur baby yourself before you bring home your human baby. So you've just spoken, um, Laura, about how we can tell if our dog's unhappy. But of course, if we were to have a second child, there are all these steps that we're told about how we can guide our first child to be ready for when we bring the baby home. Are there things that we can do whilst we're still pregnant to help a dog be more ready to accept a new baby? Yeah, that's such a good question and um, such an important part of of getting the dog used to that, that child coming home. And as soon as you find out you're pregnant, you should start thinking about that because dogs are very intelligent and emotional animals and they do have the cognitive capacity of a three-year-old child. So there's lots of things you can do such as um, you can even buy CDs with babies, different all different sounds. Um, you can start to create routines for them. So teach them to go to their mat for increasing periods of time. So if you need some space or if you have to feed your baby or if you have to go out of the room and your dog's confused about what's going on, at least they have that routine and that, that predictability ability as well. And anything when you bring that baby home as well, um, you know, the, the smells, when you're in hospital, get your partner or a friend to bring the smells home on the baby's clothing, little things like that. And if you can, if you've got the energy to, every time you have to get up and, and look after your baby, bring the dog with you, include the dog in all that care, because the more they feel they're a part of that family, the more they want to become part of that family. And that's what we're trying to build is that bond between the child and the dog. When babies are small and you don't know 
what on earth you're doing with them when they're your first <laughs> child, actually sometimes when they're your second as well. Um, but you're consumed with paying attention to that child and particularly at times of stress when you might be tired and all that sort of stuff. Um, how should we be thinking about our dog at that point? Because you were mentioning then that you want to include the dog as much as you can with what you're doing with your mm-hmm. child. But perhaps when they're, when you're really getting to that point where you're like, I can't get this baby to stop crying and I'm worried about it and then the dog's yapping and feeling neglected, mm-hmm. um, I can imagine it'd be very easy for some owners just to shut them out, which yeah, you've said is not a good world, thing. It's the real world, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's such, such an ideal concept to have all these things and, and have your dog involved and all those sorts of things. But when you get to the real world and you're exhausted, um, you know, there are contingency plans. There's plan B. And one thing that I think is essential for all um, dog owners and parents is to create what we call a safe place for a dog. Um, and all dogs have that, whether you um, don't have a child or you do. Uh, it's, a, it's a place that you is warm and safe and dark and a really positive environment where they always get good things. So a lot of dogs that are afraid of thunderstorms will need a safe place or anxious dogs need a safe place. We have our bedroom. Sometimes the dogs need one as well. So it's a really good opportunity to teach your dog to go to that safe place anytime you need some time out or you're frustrated and tired with your baby. And what you're doing is you're not punishing the dog. You're not ostracizing them. You're giving them an opportunity for some time out with, you know, a a chew toy or something positive for them as well. And it gives you a break from that responsibility too. What happens if you bring the baby home and despite your best efforts, the dog doesn't get along with the child? I mean, what what do you do then? Oh, you know what? I think it's such a good question. I think it's realistically very unusual for a dog to not get along with a child. I think usually when that happens, it's because we haven't done the right preparation and we haven't set our dogs up for success. Um, we have put them outside because we're fearful or put them in a different room and not made them part of the family. And of course, you know, we need to think so much more from a dog's perspective than ours. And, you know, from a dog's perspective, that's really, um, that's pretty harsh, you know, to no longer be part of the family. You have no idea why. You don't understand what's going on. And of course, you know, dogs are emotional animals, so they do experience jealousy. They do experience resentment um, and confusion. And that's when perhaps they can start to associate that baby is not such a positive thing. So that positive association is essential for that bond in a happy family. At what point do you need to start teaching your children as much as your dog about how to interact with each other? <laughs> oh, it's um, once again, you know, the real world takes over. And I think, you know, it's ideal as, as soon as your child can um, start to crawl, probably, you need to be supervising things. And of course, we all know that you would never leave a, a dog and a child ever unsupervised, no matter who that child or who that dog is. Um, but really, every opportunity you are leading by example for that dog and for that, chi- for that child as well. Um, so as soon as that child's eyes are open and they're looking in and you think that they have the cognitive capacity to understand that interaction, then you should be rewarding them for that interaction. So it's not just about rewarding your dog for being around the child, but it's about rewarding your child and, and engaging and interacting with them with the dog as well and making that a really positive experience too. 
Of course, by the time we bring a child home, if we've already got a dog, we've got that relationship happening with them. But I have heard that having a pet is really great for kids as well. I mean, you're a dog behavioralist. I'm, I'm assuming that you like dogs. <laughs> they're okay. I they're could take right. them or leave them. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a little obsessed. They're, they're pretty awesome. They're the best people, I always say. <laughs> so um, if someone's listening, perhaps they've already had a family, perhaps they're pregnant. I mean, what would you say are the benefits of um, having a pet, like a dog, as part of the family? Well... We're doing more and more research with this, and there's a company uh, called Brevecto that have done some research into the bond between dogs and children, and what they found is an overwhelming response of positivity. Um, they asked children how they felt um, about having dogs in their lives, and some of the things that they came up with, which wasn't a surprise to me at all, was that companion um, companionship, that friendship, that loyalty. Um, a lot of children found confidence by having a dog around. A lot of dogs help children to read and develop social skills um, and learn responsibility and even pick up poo. You know, that was an essential part of being responsible. Um, so I really firmly believe that if we let them, dogs make us better people. And I think that dogs can teach children things that parents can't, um, you know, that empathy and that kindness and that compassion. I think you need it needs to be experiential. Um, so I think for me, um, a dog is an essential part of, of your life, but it's also really important that a child learns to be empathic towards that dog and give that dog everything that they need. So it's a very mutual benefit um, for both. Laura, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. That was Laura Viseritas. She's a dog behaviorist and author of Dognitive Therapy. For more information on how to build healthy and happy relationships between your dog and family, head along to our website. That's kindling.com.au and we'll include links to Laura's website. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.